Where should you live in the Bay Area? Perhaps you're moving from out of the Bay. Perhaps you're also considering trying to buy a place. I'm gonna be going through a screen share so you can see all the pros and cons of each of the areas in the Bay Area so that you will know in this video alone where your next stop should be. Okay, let's give you an overview of the Bay Area. Now, when people think of the Bay Area, there's a few main counties people are considering. You go from the top, which is the small population-wise, which is Marin County. You then go, let's say, south to San Francisco, which is gets all of the press these days in terms of headline and news and demise and things like that. I will give you my take on that. South of that, you have San Mateo County, which is otherwise known as the Peninsula. You have Santa Clara County, which is AKA known as the South Bay. You have Alameda County. This is all considered the East Bay, places like Oakland, but even the Tri-Valley of Dublin, Pleasanton, Livermore areas. And then you have Contra Costa County, places like Walnut Creek, Concord. Uh, those are all considered in that region. These are the main areas I'm going to be going over today. Now, of course, some people may include the surrounding counties, but these are, to be fair, pretty far. So I'm not going to include these as the counties I'm going to be going over today. But if you're deciding where you want to live, it's going to be pretty simple. And this could be for if you're coming uh, to rent, if you're coming to buy a place. I'm going to give you all the things that you need to know about these general areas. And what I will also do in the future and leave in the comments below with what you want to see first is perhaps the best cities to consider for your situation. And your situation may vary for a lot of cases. It could be budget. It could be lifestyle. It could be um, activities that you want to do, right? Um, so it could be weather related, right? There's all these different things that can be impactful as to which areas you want to start from. Now, let's talk a little bit about, maybe let's talk about the center first. Kind of the center, which is San Francisco, because it gets so much headline articles right now and so much press. So at the end of the day, San Francisco is still a very big city and a very big area. So when people say, oh, there's so much homeless here, there is a lot of homeless, make no mistake, but it's not all of this area, all of this region. That's not even possible. They do tend to be more concentrated and they have been ex like expanding and going more outside the usual perimeters. So the history was Tenderloin area had, had significant challenges. And so I would say in the, in the peak of San Francisco days, like when the tech boom was in place, there wasn't as much construction, things were just, uh, rent was just going through the roof. Uh, tenderloin, all, a lot of it got pushed to the Tenderloin area, right? Um, because they couldn't then move to some of these other areas. They were just getting pushed more concentrated to Tenderloin. But over time, especially with COVID, things got worse and things got more expansive. So now like Union Square has gone through a lot of challenges, right? Places like the Civic Center has always had challenges, but it continues to expand. It's been expanding down in towards Mission Street in different areas there too. So it's not all of San Francisco, but it's important to know like it is there. It's I'm not saying it's not there. It has been expanding a whole lot more now than before. The drug situation is not good, but to be fair, that's also just one kind of region, one place more than others. Now, there are a few here and there in other places, but this is like the main sections. So what does that mean? Why do people still come to San Francisco? There's many reasons. One is the lifestyle. If you were single or a young couple, like you would probably want to be there because there's a lot of, a lot of things to do all day, every day, especially at the nighttime, whether it's walkability to the bars, just general people want to go out late at night, clubs, Right. Like these are all activities that people love to do 
or it could be simply going out to some of their public parks, right? Many of the public parks all throughout will have lots of people there. So it's a great way for those with pets. It's a great way for picnics. It's a great way to meet other people. People are generally pretty friendly and pretty social when it comes to this, right? So that's all uh, there when you are in the city of San Francisco. The other thing that's important about the city of San Francisco is a lot of startups are there. So a lot of younger companies, whether they're, especially right now with AI, but a lot of younger companies tend to be also based in San Francisco because then those people, to be fair, they are working a whole lot more than those, let's say, in big tech. So they're spending a lot more time together or spending a lot more time working. And if someone was recruiting for talent there, they tend to be in that area too. Now, for those that want to still be pretty close to the lifestyle of activities, um, most people would then be looking at mainly apartments or condos, I would say kind of in the northern parts. So in Barcadero, not as much, but I would say the northern parts like Russian Hill, Knob Hill, Pack Heights, Marina, still very, very active there. Like this whole region is still extremely active. Just go out for a night and you will see for yourself, still extremely busy. But you also have the places in the surrounding perimeters around the downtown that are still doing just fine. There's lots of things going on, Dog Patch. Mission Bay is not doing as well as before, but there's still lots of things going on. Mission always has things happening. Dolores Park is very popular. So like these are the, like, the perimeters when it comes to apartment rentals. Now, if you're looking at more single family, which will bring your cost of your ownership side of things, you may be able to buy a place that's comparable to a condo, or let's say you're sharing a room with others in a house, that's going to be more in the perimeters. And so generally the way that it works is like the perimeters out here, if you're single family, so places like, I would say the places like here, this parameter or perimeter, these will be some of the more expensive single family homes. There'll be some of the nicer single family homes. And then for those that are more affordable for single family homes, and I'm talking about affordable between let's say 900 to 1.6 will be this outside band here, right? These will also be single family that is doable. And so that's the thing, like you have options to consider. Now it may not, it's not gonna be as central as all those different things that I just brought up, right? Of being walkable or not needing a car. And that's why a lot of people tend to be living in these areas. But let's say you have a small family or you wanna own a single family home or you're, you're wanting to be a little bit more in the outskirts of things, then these are all great options to consider uh, for you, right? So that is San Francisco in a nutshell. And I'm not gonna be going over every area because it'll take too long for this video, but I'm gonna go over the high level things to do. Next, let's go over the northern part, which is Marin County. Now, Marin County tends to be a lot more single family. And the people that tend to be living there are a lot more families. Uh, maybe they want a slower pace of things. There's also a whole lot more boating. I'm not a big fan of boating, but there is a ton of that. So people that love sailing, they love boating. There is no shortage of options here. It is a lot cooler here, too. So people do enjoy the more mild temperatures. There's a lot more fog that rolls through. Right, but it's quite nice. It's very, very pleasant, way quieter. Um, it's fantastic when it comes to biking. There's a lot of people that tend to bike up from San Francisco over to Sausalito. That's a very common trail. You bike across the Golden Gate Bridge. So you do have a lot of excellent things and places to go, but it's just a lot quieter. So um, the benefit of here too is it's gonna be a lot closer to wine country. 
right? So for those that may want to consider Napa, Sonoma, Santa Rosa, there's a lot more opportunities there um, that's a whole lot closer. And they also, but most people here, they, they still do tend to still work in the city. And there's still ways to get there. They can either drive there or many actually take the ferry because there's ferry stops to get from Marin County out to San Francisco. It's going to be a little bit shorter because not as much to go through, but uh, it is it is still a popular space. It's a huge landmass, but the population-wise is actually not that big relative to all these other counties. But next, let's talk about San Mateo County. So San Mateo County ultimately is from Daly City. And it's even the areas on the west side, which is on the, along the coast, which are really small cities, all the way down to Menlo Park, this whole section here. So the beauty of people choosing San Mateo County is what? A lot of the jobs are along this corridor. So whether somebody's working in San Francisco or someone's working in big tech, which is usually down in the South Bay, it's very central. So you can either... Uh, you can just be in the middle located with, with them. You can either take the Caltrain to get up and down the, the peninsula, or you may just personally um, enjoy the proximity and the diversity here. It's also, quite frankly, not that crowded relative to like the East Bay and Santa Clara County. And so that's also a part of the reasons why people like it. What's really interesting is all this space here, when you actually drive down 280, you may be wondering, dang. There is a lot of land on the side there that literally has like no housing. And that's because they're all protected. Now, I don't know how hard or, or if there's ever any situation that they can do something about this area. I doubt it because it hasn't been done in decades, but it's all there's no housing here. So all the housing is uh, typically east of 280, at least in the immediate next of 280. And so you have lots of fantastic options here. And all the housing here is very different, right? To give you an idea, some of the most affordable housing in San Mateo County, because San Mateo County is the most expensive county in the Bay Area, is going to be the, the northern parts. Here, the houses tend to be a little bit larger, but the lot sizes are smaller. It does tend to be very foggy in this area. And because the lot sizes are smaller and the houses are decent size, uh, street parking is a little bit tighter. For I'm talking about in general. So that's the northern parts, but a lot of people love the middle parts of San Mateo County. Now, San, so San Francisco, as you may know, and there's a famous line by Mark Twain, right? So he wrote, the coldest winter I've ever spent was a summer in San Francisco. And that's because of the location of it. You have the fog that continues to roll through. You have just lots of natural breeze. Now, San Mateo County is able to take advantage of a lot of that. So this section is a lot cooler, not cooler in San Francisco. Nothing is cooler than San Francisco but it's a lot cooler than the rest of the Bay. So that's also very fascinating, interesting to see. Next, let's talk about Santa Clara County. Santa Clara County will be pretty much from Palo Alto all the way down to like even Gilroy. Now, most people will be considering these regions of, of, of Santa Clara County, mainly because this is a lot closer to a lot of the jobs. I will go over how traffic typically works and why uh, at the end of the video, but a lot of people choose this area because all their jobs are here. Big tech is mostly here. Right. And so big tech is running from Menlo Park with Meta. You have Google, LinkedIn, Amazon, Apple, uh, NVIDIA, which is in Santa Clara, AMD, uh, Cisco, Broadcom. There's a there's just a ton of big, big companies that are out here and they're all based here. Right. And so a lot of people choose this area. It's also just so it's convenient for a lot of jobs, but also it's much more suburb land. 
right? It's a lot more space for people. Um, now you can see it's not really green in a lot of these places versus like even the peninsula is a whole lot more greenery, at least especially on the sides, but you will get everything that you need to get. There's still enough public parks all around. There are still enough uh, uh, outdoor things that you can do like golfing, hiking, tennis. Those are all plentiful in this area, especially in San Jose. So these are some of the reasons why people choose this area. Now people here are more settling down while there is a downtown San Jose. There is also a downtown Sunnyvale, downtown Mountain View, downtown Palo Alto, uh, even a strip in Cupertino. There are things to do, even downtown Campbell. There are things to do at night, but nowhere the kind of density, right? So everybody here that chooses to live in the South Bay needs a car. I mean, it's it'll be miserable getting around the South Bay without a car. Uh, and in, in San Mateo County, you could kind of get by with it, but especially in the South Bay, you're going to need a car and you will want a car. And it's okay to have a car. There's plenty of street parking uh, all around, right? So this is a place to consider for those that want a little bit more space. They work around big tech. Though that would be typically the place for them. Next, let's go to East Bay. Now, East Bay is so it's going to be the most diverse county of them all, right? And why is that? You have a place like Oakland, which is has has quite a bit of charm. Oakland's a very very big city. To give you an idea, let's take a look at the size of Oakland. Oakland is a very big city. So when people talk about some of the bad things about Oakland, which there are certainly problems in Oakland, just like there's problems in San Francisco, it's not certainly all of Oakland. There are some places in Oakland, especially like Rock Ridge or like Montclair, that are easily over $2 million for houses. So it's not uh, all the same. However, Oakland is very big, so it can be it can vary drastically. You look at the places around the Coliseum, those single-family homes are like five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars $600,000. Right. So it's a very, very big broad. But because East Bay is so big, you have some charming places like Berkeley, which has, I would say, for most, even for even compared to San Francisco, the density of of shops, of um, commercial plazas, of coffee shops. There is very few places in all of the Bay Area that are going to be as walkable and as nice as Berkeley. Now, Berkeley is a very small city. And it's home to UC Berkeley, which is one of the best universities in the entire country. But you can see that's kind of one atmosphere, right? One situation, right? So that Tri-Valley, a lot of these have excellent schools. Danville, Alamo, San Ramon, Belpa, Pleasant, excellent schools, right? And newer cities, newer homes. So you're going to get a lot more for your money there. So very, very diverse, right? And a lot of people also know of Fremont. Fremont has, gone, has done very well over the last decades, and so because Fremont has done well, it had overflowed into places like Newark and Union City, right? And as they have continued to increase in prices, then places like Hayward is going through major changes. Hayward is going through some of the biggest changes that you will see in all cities of the Bay Area. And that is mainly around Mission Bobillard. There's a lot of new development that has been there and a lot of rezoning. There used to be this strip on Mission that was more like commercial strips. They have like the bowling alley game torn down but they're all turning into mixed use space. So we will see how this ultimately plays out, but it's cool to see that a city is going through lots and lots of changes and improvements, right? So that is the East Bay, which is AKA Alameda County. And last but certainly not least, is gonna be Contra Costa County. Let me see if I can use highlights here. So Contra Costa County is also very, very large. Now it's gonna be the outskirts of the Bay, but you have all sorts of interesting places. From the northwest part, you have El Cerrito, Richmond. 
Richmond has some very nice places by the water, the Richmond Marina. Like homes there are quite nice. You can still get it for under a million dollars for like say some uh, townhomes. And it's by the water is quite nice. You have even views uh, potentially of, of the city. Not very known. And then you have lots of places, lots of kind of small cities across the top. And then you go with the, the, the larger cities here. In Contra Costa County, what you also have is many areas have excellent schools. So you have places like Orinda, Lafayette, Alamo, Danville, Pleasant Hill. These all have very, very good schools. And they're quite spacious in terms of the homes. And we'll talk about momentarily why that is the case. So this is some of the more affordable places for people to choose to choose for also a much larger home. You also have newer areas. A lot of people go to Brentwood because of the cherry picking and the cherry farms out there. Brentwood has some huge homes that you can get for even today under a million dollars, right? So you can see Contra Costa County does open up a lot of options. The people that tend to choose here would be one, if they wanna be in the closer parts of Contra Costa County, which is these sections here, Arena Lafayette, Alamo, Danville, San Ramon, Blackhawk, uh, that's because of excellent schools and a big home. But you can also get very affordable single-family homes out in these uh, external regions. So this gives you an overall lay of the land of the Bay Area of what you can expect and where you should consider. Now, let's talk about why are prices what they are. At the end of the day, the number one driver of prices is not school in the Bay Area. It's actually location and proximity to work. Now, the main job hubs, even though there's a lot more work, remote work, is still San Francisco. You have quite a bit of activity in downtown Oakland still, but you have most of the high-paying jobs in the peninsula. You think about South San Francisco. This whole area here is all biotech, and they keep adding and adding more and more, and there is no housing there. It's pure commercial and it's pure high-paying commercial jobs. You have lots of other more established companies like Snowflake out here. You have Visa in Foster City. You have Gilead. You have Illumina. Uh, as you keep going down, as I mentioned, in, in um, Menlo Park, you have Meta, which has taken this entire region here. Uh, Meta also has a spot in Burlingame, on the east parts of Burlingame. Right? When it comes to other tech companies, you have obviously Google. You have Apple. You have Amazon. You have Microsoft. These are all expanded here. So high level, what it is, it is what it is. Most of the high paying jobs are along this corridor. And so because of that, what you really need to factor and understand is realistically, how often are you going into the office? And you can use places like Google Maps to calculate that. So for example, let's say you work at Meta and you were trying to figure out, uh, let's say you lived in Hayward. A really helpful way for you to help do your planning is don't do it like leave right now because right now is nobody, it, there's no traffic, but plot when you normally plot. And it's generally pretty accurate, right? So from you to get from, and you plot on the middle of the week, middle of the week is best because that's going to be the peak traffic. Monday, Friday is actually a little bit slower, but you can see, right? If you went from Hayward to Meta, you can see it takes about 20 to 40 minutes. And let's say you were to go from, I don't know, let's say go really far, Richmond, and you're going to Meta, 50 minutes to an hour, 20 now, let's say you there was no traffic, which is like right now, it'll be quite a bit less, right? Usually you can kind of think about maybe traffic ads 50% uh, more time. I think that's a kind of an okay rule of thumb, 50% more time, right? Um, it could, uh, yeah, I think that's a good amount. But either way, the idea that I want to share with you is this. 
as you go further out, the houses tend to be cheaper. Now, there are obviously outliers of that, but typically the rule of thumb is that. And because all the traffic all flows the same direction in the morning and all flows the same direction outside. So whether you're living in Gilroy or Morgan Hill, it'll all flow like this in the morning up north and it'll flow all, it'll flow south, right? If you're living in the East Bay, it all flows west. That's why the bridges are very busy. That's why especially these intersections are incredibly busy, right? And then after work, it all flows outside. But typically on the weekends, you're not gonna experience too much traffic. There are a few corridors that are just, it's always gonna be bad uh, and there's nothing you can do about it. And you can see it even right now, right? This corridor is always bad. And why is this example always bad of this 580? Because it branches off into three main highways. Continues on 580, can merge onto 880, can go across the bridge, to uh, San Francisco. So of course, when you're having that, it's kind of like LA, right? If you have three huge intersections, it's gonna be an absolute disaster. And so that's why some regions are always gonna have traffic, but you always can simply do that quick exercise to determine, are you okay with that commute distance, right? Are you okay with that? And if you are, then you may wanna consider that because both housing prices, but also rent will be accordingly, right? The rent in Walnut Creek is way cheaper than in San Francisco. And there, you still have the public transit line to get around. So that's something to be mindful of. The last thing I'll bring up then is, let's just show you like the main public transit line for those I want to consider it. So you can see we covered all these areas. So the BART covers most of um, Contra Costa County and most of all the way to San Jose. So Milpitas and San Jose are the most Southern parts that it has expanded to. And it only expanded the last couple of years. So you can see these are the most southern parts that run through the east parts of the bay. You have Dublin Pleasanton that are also in the east parts. So that's as east as it gets. It goes pretty far north. You can see even all the way to Antioch. You saw briefly Brentwood is even next to Antioch. So it does even go all the way out there. And then up to the northwest through Berkeley, you have the Richmond area. Now, it doesn't actually go through all the way south on the peninsula side. So the peninsula side is a little bit different. The peninsula side will be taking what they call as a Caltrain. So the calendar you can see kind of intersects where the, the BART ends up, and that was by design. So you can see the BART goes, can go all the way to San Francisco airport, but the main stops is Daly City. Like you just have the most stops there, but it still goes all the way down to Millbrae. But if you look at the Caltrain map, it can still go to some of those areas. So there is some little intersects, but then it goes basically along the peninsula all the way down to South San Jose. And then you do have a little bit of connection so some of those parts here, it's not very used, but you have like the VTA, which is a rail system that'll connect you from like Milpitas by the Great Mall, just much more west, I think even past Mountain View area. Uh, it's not as commonly ridden, but uh, it is a way for public transit to be used if, if needed. So what do you think? Which of the areas do you plan to move to? Which areas are you living in right now? I'd love to hear it in the comments below. And of course, if you want me just to narrow it down for you within a matter of minutes, I can tell you exactly where you should be considering depending on your budget and the type of home that you are looking for. My contact details are below. Give me a call, send me a text or send me an email and I will personally be the one that will be responding to you within the same day. By the way, leave it also in the comments below, which video do you want me to do a deeper dive on? Should I do San Francisco County? Should I do Alameda County? Should I do Santa Clara County? I love to hear from you as I will do a more in-depth 
look as to the different cities in these different counties and what are the pro and con with all of them. Appreciate you watching as always. Be sure to like this video, subscribe, and I'll see you at the next one.